Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, and always brought to you by Leap Spirits Vodka, the best vodka in Wisconsin or anywhere, and Wags, we're making cocktails. What do you have in store today? Yeah, we're going to do a Wisco Mule. So, uh, to start off with, we're going to do a ice-filled copper mug, and always using our Leap Spirits Vodka, one and a half ounces. And this is a really simple drink. You can do this at any tailgate. Um, and then we're going to do a little splash of Contreau or Grand Marnier. And then just spill with your favorite ginger beer, about four ounces. Garnish with a lime. And even when the kids are screaming in the tailgate, the drink tastes delicious. Here you go. Let me try. Anybody who's a parent knows you got to have one once in a while. Go back, go. Go back, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave the wish of good luck. Only thing I will Good evening and welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags and tonight we are going to be previewing Packers Week 8 matchup. They are traveling to Buffalo take on the bills and uh dane how are you doing this evening <laughs> i'm good buddy i'm good good to see you excited uh to talk a little bit of packers football a little bit later than normal um but um I, i'm doing all right and i'm eager uh for for this week's matchup after three straight weeks of pretty significant disappointments as packer fans all of a sudden, we've got one of the best teams in football, the Buffalo Bills, uh, on the schedule. So um, I'm kind of curious as we as we uh, take flight here, um, what what some of these matchups are going to look like, and and how the Packers are going to be able to handle this team. Uh, already getting some comments dropping in. This is going to be brutal. Um, so Wags are. What's our reasons for optimism? And let's just get into this darn thing. We're playing a really good football team. We're playing really bad football. Is this a recipe for disaster? Well, the good news is at least we won't be disappointed by anything that happens this week. So Fair. that's my glass half full response. Um, if there's no reason for anyone to think the Packers can go into this game. As crazy as it is to say, uh, I don't think I've ever said that in the podcast. Never. Uh, Never with Aaron Rodgers on her center. Well, maybe when we had some uh, uh, some Hundley games a couple years ago, <laughs> I may not have been too optimistic. But you know, there's nothing on paper that says that this there's any advantages for the Packers. We'll, we'll get into this, but um, I believe Buffalo is still number one uh, by DVOA, both offensively and defensively. <laughs> They're coming off of a bye, um, and they've just really dominated teams. This that haven't been playing well. So Buffalo at times can have letdowns and play down uh, a level, uh, but uh, against teams that they can overmatch, they will just run up the score. And that's been that way for the last couple of seasons. So um, if the Packers are going to have any shot in this one, they're going to have to raise their level of play much, much, much higher than what we've seen from them, uh, not only in the last three weeks, but frankly, this whole season. So uh, let's let's start right in, into this. Josh Allen, 
He's about as good as they get right now in the National Football League at the quarterback position. He'll gut you through the air. He'll get you with his legs. He does absolutely everything um, that you could ask for a, a quarterback. He's young. He's gifted. He's smart. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He's developing. And scary enough for the league, he might still be getting better, which is a frightening proposition. So, you know, the Packers taking on on Allen. Um, Wags. Where do you see you know his strengths and do you see weaknesses in his game and how do you see the Packers trying to contain this guy to the best of their ability? Well, they're going to have to be physical with the receivers. And so the one thing that I would say is that you know what we've done with Jair Alexander the last couple of weeks is a recipe that we're going to have to take replicate and expand on um, I know that Razul Douglas um, he came close last week so many times to making a big game-changing play wasn't quite able to to do it uh, unfortunately and uh, this season hasn't quite had the level of play that we saw from him last year uh, but he's been physical so I think I would like to to use him uh, to get really physical with whoever he's matched up uh, against on the line of scrimmage. And and I think Eric Stokes as well. Now, uh, this is not probably a game, fortunately, uh, that uh, you're looking at a team that has a really strong rushing attack. So Josh Allen himself is the strong rushing attack for this Buffalo right. Bills offense. So, um, you know, there's nobody that's going to really scare you too much. Uh, the Packers can't have a letdown there because if they let the Bills, of all teams, uh, really start pounding the football and the rushing attack, uh, right. that's not a good sign for this defense. So uh, so I think, you know, really we're going to have to see, um, a, and I'm talking about the corners, but then on the back end too uh, with Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, and I think uh, Adrian Amos in particular has his raised his level of play the last couple of weeks along with mm-hmm. Jair Alexander. So they're really going to have to be on top of their game too because this is a, a, a offense in the Bills with Josh Allen that can throw the ball vertically very accurately, and they've got the guys to run and get the football. So uh, we're going to need to give them a little bit of help uh, while we're being physical uh, with these guys at the line of scrimmage, uh, because uh, you know if, if you can only jam them for so long, and then they're going to try to to get off of that, uh, get a release, and try to stretch it downfield. So, um, so I think it's going to start with the guys on the back end. I, I realize that a lot of times we mm-hmm. talk about the defensive line and getting that rush going, and who wins in the trenches, uh, and they've got to do their job too. But to, to me, this week. It's going to be all about our secondary and, and what they're able to do to try to nullify some of the matchups and some of the things that this Bills offense likes to do uh, just from a rhythm standpoint. But, Dane, I do want to ask you, though, um, when it comes to Josh Allen, what do you think yeah. they do? I'm mentioning his ability to run the ball. Right. Is there anything that, that you think they might do to try to you know contain that part of Josh Allen's game because not only can he just kill you throwing the ball, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, he's turned into a really good player early in his career. He made his bones as a runner, right. and that's a part of his game that's just as dynamic as it's ever been. Well, I'll tell you what, fantastic comment from David Henderson uh, saying right now, Tim Allen might be able to play quarterback and beat us. Um, So I I won't go that far because I think the defense has been um, considerably better than the offense this year, but love the comment. Um, 
I'll tell you what. I think if we're looking at weaknesses in Josh Allen's game, it's very likely that accuracy. Sometimes he can he can make some of those decisions. He's a good decision maker, but sometimes the ball just leaves his hand, and it probably remains to be desired if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. So yes, he's very deadly with his legs wags, but I think in the last couple of years, while he can still get you on the ground, I think that there's been a concentrated effort from this coaching staff and from Josh to, um, to um, try to play a little bit more in the pocket. Now, that's not to say he won't won't still take off because he will. Um, but when he's trying to do that, those types of things, once in a while, you'll still see that ball um, go the other way because Josh lets the ball rip a little bit and, and you know tries to fit it into tight windows and maybe doesn't quite have that down. So he's got good arm strength, he's got good legs, and he, he can be very accurate. But um, at times when he's inaccurate, he can be very inaccurate, Wegs. So maybe that's that's the silver lining. Not, everybody's got holes in their game. The longer you play in the National Football League, the more that those uh, teams try to um, highlight those um, those weaknesses, and I think with Allen, if the Packers can apply um, pressure early, but concentrated pressure, where he doesn't flush out of the pocket and doesn't just have open field in front of him, and he has to sit in the pocket and make throws, I think that's the Packers' best chance this week. Um, to um, force an interception, forcing complete passes. Um, so, you know, maybe not pinning the ears back, so to speak, all the time, but finding ways to pressure up the middle wherever possible, where Allen's going to have to, you know, um, kind of kind of like set his feet and throw the football. I think that we can maybe uh, find chances in that respect. But, man, it's hard to pick holes in Josh Allen's game right now, especially the way he's been playing. He's just a really strong football player. Yeah, I, I think you're hitting on something. Kenny Clark has garnered a lot of attention from opposing offensive lines. He's mm-hmm. getting double teamed an awful lot, but um, this might need to be his best game of the season. I mean, heck, we need everyone to have probably their best game of the season. One thing I will say is the Bills do protect Josh Allen very well. Uh, he's only been sacked nine times this year, that which right. is uh, the lowest number in the league to this point of the season. Um, so it was good to see that Rashawn Gary returned to practice today as he's return, uh, making his way through the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it's going to be tough sledding. Uh, to get pressure on Josh Allen. And and that's just what they need rhythmically to be able to throw the football. So they've got a really nice combination going uh, where they're protecting Josh. Um, He's able to stress defenses when things break down or or if he has a designed run. And then, oh, by the way, uh, he's able to throw the ball downfield uh, at at a really good clip. So uh, we have our work cut out for us. There's no doubt about that. Um, But, um, you know, if we can get anything you know where we can get josh off his his feet a little bit and he's got to move around um, i think that's where the accuracy could start to drop just a little bit um so it's, it's not going to be an easy task but even if we're not getting sacks every time we get home if we can make him move his feet and have to throw on the run i, I think um you know he's still good enough to make those throws a lot of the time uh, but to your point dane I, I think if there's anything that we can do to just take some slight uh rhythm and timing off of this buffalo passing game uh that's that's what we're going to need to do to try to contain him and slow him down a little bit Wait, should we be worried about the uh, – yeah, I mean, you mentioned a little bit here, but you know, with the concussion 
protocol looks like a limited participant today. How it, I feel like sometimes these head injuries can be um, um, hard to gauge, right? And you might not even know until Sunday morning how's he feeling. So I'm kind of curious, what's your take on that? I, I am encouraged, of course, about the limited participation today on a Thursday. I, yeah, I mean, we don't know. He hasn't been cleared yet. But if he's practicing today, I think that's that's about as good of an indication as we could get that he's on track to be cleared here by Saturday and, and ready to go on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll find out. Um, it, it's not without reason that he didn't practice Wednesday and is still in the concussion protocol. Um, so certainly that would be, you know, one more big blow to the Packers' chances of pulling off a miracle here. But, um, you know, I, I think the fact that he practiced Dane is, is probably a pretty good indication. Uh, so, uh, you know, just looking yeah, at um, Dane, I, I want to ask you about these wide receivers. We're talking still about the uh, pass game, but uh, talking a lot about yes, Josh yes. Allen. You know, we're very familiar with Steph- Stefan Diggs, but they've got some other guys here. But starting with Stefan Diggs, um, how do you think the Packers are going to going to treat? Yeah, these uh, this wide receiver and this uh, uh, this core of of guys that can can really get after it as well. Yeah, I mean, Dix is an animal. I I was giddy when he was no longer in Minnesota, uh, when the Vikings traded him. I mean, could you imagine right now Diggs and Jefferson on the same team in Minnesota? That would be a house of horrors to try to face that. So um, I have a ton of respect for Stefan Diggs, and um, I think it starts and ends with Jair Alexander this week. Um, You know, last week I thought... Um, Jair up until the end had a, had a little um, had a pretty good game against McLaurin, who's very good over there in Washington. And then you know near the end of the game we saw a couple plays where McLaurin got the best of Jair. But this week yet again, Wags, I want to see the Packers be aggressive and make their best players beat our best players um, because I think Jair's good enough to go toe to toe with Diggs a number of times throughout the game. That doesn't mean he's not going to get help over the top. That doesn't mean you know we're not going to give different looks. But I think the Packers. Best Best chance at success um, for the remainder of the year is to stay aggressive defensively and play your best guy, your best cover corner on the best wide receiver. Let him, um, you know, run all over the field. Um, let's not get cute with this. Let's have Jair man up on Stefan Diggs uh, more often than not, um, and then throw the kitchen sink at the rest of the team with the rest of the defenders. But you know, we paid Jair a lot of money. We expect him to be a number one shutdown corner. We know what he can do. I want to see him go out there and do that. Um, do you? agree with me or what's your take do you think i mean i i think that you know playing off has been not proven fruitful overall the defense has played i think better over these last few weeks when they've been more aggressive so i'm really leaning in on that right now yeah i i, I agree with you um it's unfortunately these other guys are good enough to, to really have some big games i think a couple yeah. weeks ago gabe davis had uh, two or three touchdowns, and, and so I, I mean, the, <laughs> Josh is 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 not afraid to get other guys involved as well. So um, you know, it's it's just not an easy task. So I, I think all it's not just Jair Alexander against Stefan Diggs that'll get you know the attention. That's the marquee matchup uh, uh, in terms of of those guys on the outside. Uh, but we need everyone in this secondary to just be on the same page this week. Those communication issues seem to have dwindled a little bit over the last few weeks, but we've still seen some, at times, uh, some breakdowns. And uh, to be quite honest with you, 
Packers haven't faced an offense anywhere close to as good as what Buffalo is. Um, they've played some pretty bad wide receivers uh, and quarterbacks, and and that's yeah. that's that's some cause for concern. So even though I I agree that the offense is more concerning than the defense right now, um, that we're going to find out a heck of a lot uh, about this defense yes. this week as well. Yeah, and the other guy, I mean, we should definitely circle uh, for this offensively. Uh, from their wide receivers, I think Isaiah McKenzie is a big play kind of guy. Gabe Davis, I think, gets a lot of run, but McKenzie can take that ball to the house as well. So um, they've got a lot of threats. This is a Super Bowl contending team in Buffalo. So uh, we're definitely going to have our hands full on the road on primetime TV against a, a full-throttled offense. Um, Wags, Dave uh, wrote in the comments, curious about a play more snaps for uh, Enigbari. J.J. Enigbari, uh, of course, the uh, the um, fifth-round draft pick who's been getting more and more pass-rushing opportunities and has been showing up on tape. So whether Rashawn Gary is up or down this week, I'm expecting Rashawn to go personally. I got to think Enigbari is going to continue to get that work. Uh, do you agree with that? Because he's looked too good at times to stay off the field. He's been very good in the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, we need to maximize the snaps that Rashawn and Preston get out there. And, and thankfully, uh, J.J.'s been out there playing some pretty good uh, snaps as well. So um, whatever we can get from him, if he continues to progress and can have an impact on this game, that would certainly be benefit to his Packers defense. Uh, Dane, one other thing before we move over yeah. um, away from this Buffalo offense versus Packer defense, I'm kind of curious your take on um, what type of impact we could expect uh, in the middle with Quay Walker. And, uh, of course, uh, last week we got a huge game. Um, I, I'm blanking out right now. Sorry. Javondre? Um, from Javondre. Thank you. Yeah. yeah well, so um, this isn't a team that likes to run the ball all that often. So how do we utilize them? Is Quay going to still get the same number of snaps or – could he get less snaps and Packers want to roll an extra DB out there? I think they might roll an extra DB out. Um, I, I, you know, as good as Walker was last week, just looking at the matchup, um, I think that the Packers might dare Buffalo to run the football um, more. And I think that um, Devondre Campbell's played really good football solo when, when he's had the ability to do so this year. Um, so Wags, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see that. Um, I, but I would also say that when Walker's out there and I do think he'll still get a, a fair amount of snaps, don't be surprised if we see him rushing the quarterback again. We saw him do it last week. He played really well in that role, I thought, in the limited looks that he had. Um, I think he can make an impact on this defense doing so. So when we see Walker back out there, I, I do believe this Packers coaching staff is still trying to feel out the best ways to utilize this young inside linebacker um, to give him the best chance at, at positive impact. So I do think he won't be on the field quite as much probably this week as last week because of the matchup and the matchup issues with the wide receivers and what Josh Allen does, but do not be surprised when Walker's out there. He's going after that quarterback some as well, but I'm expecting Walker to still get 25, 30 snaps, um, if not more, of course, depending on how much the defense is out there. So he's still going to have uh, uh, the um, opportunity to make impact plays for this Packers defense this week, just maybe slightly less than in the previous couple weeks. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting if they go with Kayshawn Nixon as a corner or if it's maybe Ruby Ford as a third safety. But yeah. um, I, I agree with you, Dan. I think that gives us a little bit more speed, and that's nothing against Quay Walker. Uh, but you, you've got to put the the 11 out on the field that, that matches up best with the opposition and gives your defense uh, a chance, a chance uh, to try to contain and slow them down. So, um, so I, while he'll still get snaps, certainly uh, he may not get quite as much run as he's gotten uh, in other games this season. Um, okay. Dane, anything else on the Buffalo offense versus Packers defense? No, I, I don't think so. I think, why don't we pay some bills and let's talk about this Packers offense and what we're going to be facing against Buffalo. All right. So um, we are going to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, what we've been setting up is a scenario that we definitely um, don't want to have to deal with. But uh, just imagine your kicker, Mason Crosby, he's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. Stakes are high. Tension are higher. We're in Buffalo. We have a chance to steal a win from the jaws of defeat. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands, and that's just what every play is like uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. So right now, new customers can take advantage of any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Yeah, check it out, Wags. In addition to the usual bets, everyone, that's all of you folks, uh, can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, There's a lot of folks that are going to be betting against the Packers this week. Do not count them out. Uh, Your parlay card, we never do. Um, But Wags, um, this is what's so great about DraftKings, and this is what's so great about their stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, as if you needed to, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Yep, absolutely. So, folks, um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So, Dane, I think moving over to the Packer offense versus this Bills defense, um, I think it's hard to get into the matchups without first acknowledging how beat up this Packer offense is. We know that Aaron Rodgers still dealing with that thumb and uh, got three yep. more receivers on the injury report. Um, and uh, it looks like Alan Lazard very unlikely to go this week. So he's probably going to be out. Um, Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson both practicing, but of course Christian Watson's missed the last couple of games and Sammy just came off the IR last week and uh, it looked a little rusty uh, uh, early especially uh, but um, Dane what what does what is the cure here? We need like a cure both in the the medical uh, side of things as well as as the play on the field as far as, as the passing offense is concerned. So um, it's going to start there, and I'm going to turn it over to you. And and you know, um, let's just say that if, if Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson are able to go, um, uh, what 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 do you expect the Packers to be able to do passing the ball uh, with a little bit of a beat up uh, wide receiver court? It's going to be tough sledding, man. I'm just going to be completely blunt about this. I, 
it's it's they're depleted. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, David Bakhtiari also did not practice today. I don't know what that means for his chances on on Sunday. Um, but Wags, I look at, at this Buffalo Bill. This is an offense. I don't have to tell anybody listening to this Packer podcast um, that has struggled significantly in in um, you know completing consistently completing footballs downfield. Um, Aaron's had challenges. The receivers have challenges. Um, we've we've seen um, all year long that there's just not a lot of um, cohesion between the wide receivers and, and the uh, and the quarterback play. And this week, Wags, this is a really tough matchup. And I look at the corners uh, um, and, and really their safeties, too. Their safety play of Jordan Poyer, DeMar Hamlin, those two guys – um, in addition to their cornerbacks in Buffalo, are just ball hawking guys. They're guys that get in your face. They jam you at the line of scrimmage. Um, they're aggressive. Uh, going against a young receiving core, even if Christian Watson goes and it's Romeo Dobbs, I mean, they are, You, I promise you, they're licking their chops this week against young rookie wide receivers. Um, so this is a, an aggressive um, defensive front. Um, but looking at the cornerback room for Buffalo, um, these young receivers are going to have to grow up and grow up really fast on the road. It's going to be a loud environment. Bills fans are smart fans. They know um, the Packers' offensive struggles so far this year. So this is a Packers offensive unit that, um, you know, be, being disjointed for a good portion of the year, this is not a matchup you really want to be seeing against Buffalo because uh, I think that they're going to be coming at it. They're going to be coming at it fast. Um, if, if I had all the answers to how to cure the Packers' woes and uh, passing the ball, I'd probably be coaching for them at this point. Um, we really haven't been able to figure it out. Um, but, Wags, I, I hope that it's a um, quick passing game yet again. It's um, it's trying to utilize the running game, but also I'm trying to find the intermediary play and maybe exploiting the interior of this Bills defense with somebody like a Robert Tunyon and some of the other tight end play and try to get them worked in in the receiving game even more than they already have been. Yeah, I, this is th- these guys play fast. They run downhill, yes. um, and they're very aggressive, both on the front seven and and you know this secondary. Um, I will say Hamlin obviously is coming in, uh, second year guy. Uh, he's a backup, but he's playing now because Micah Hyde had that na- uh, neck injury and is on the IR. So. Um, he likes to come up and hit. He's a physical guy. Um, so more specifically, more granularly, I think with the Packers, we say it every week, and we're going to keep saying it, we're beating the dead horse, need to stick with the run. Uh, and in order to get this pass game going, uh, I really think it's going to have to go th- come through some play action. Um, and yeah. they're not going to be able to do that effectively if they abandon the run or don't get a running game going at all so um it's going to be really incumbent i think on the bills to have to come up and respect the run uh and if you can bait hamlin uh in particular but really any of these guys uh they they play very aggressively into you maybe some uh, of those play action looks uh then that can get them slightly off balance now it's easier said than done uh because they've got the guys in the front starting with Von Miller to really disrupt some of that as well. So uh, it's not going to be an easy thing to do, but I think if this Packer offensive line can build on what they did last week and really keep some pretty good protection, um, this is taking it up another level. uh, But um, if they can build on what they did last week, uh, let's get the run game going uh, and just try to 
stay in the game, uh, keep the tempo slower, uh, keep that Buffalo offense off the field as long as you possibly can, even if you're not putting points up every series. Uh, Dane, we need to move the chains on yeah. some of these series. We can't we can't have these series where we're going three and out and we're throwing two passes. And, you know, I, I get it. Game time versus actual time. And Coach Kluber can talk about that. But when 24 seconds of game time comes off the clock and the defense needs to go right back out on the field, uh, that's not going to work this week. Uh, So this Packer offense uh, needs to, you know, this isn't a ball control field position type game against Buffalo. You're going to have to put up some points. Don't get me wrong. But uh, they do need to, even if they're not putting up points uh, in those possessions, they need to move the chains a few times and have something functionally happening to flip the field a little bit, give the defense a chance uh, to, to have some rest on the sideline and and keep this Buffalo offense from having so many uh, opportunities to be out on the field. Wags. I'm going to ask you a difficult question, but I, I, I want to get your impression of it. Um, I thought last week the Packers' offensive line looks the best. Looked at the best it's looked all year. It took seven weeks, but it was the best it had looked. Um, left to right with Zach Tom and, and Elton Jenkins and, and Myers and, and of course Runyon and, and Yash Nyman. The Packers kind of, in my opinion, kind of broke glass in case of emergency a little bit and shifted the entire offensive line around. Four of those five guys had not played the position they were playing the previous week. Um, question is this. Offensive line wags um, is is a group of cohesion. It's a group where there's trust. You need to trust the guys to the left and the right of you. And the more you shake that up, the bigger the problems can be. We saw it, I thought, last year in the playoffs. Uh, Packers tried to rush some guys back, get some guys back. You know, it just... Football is about skill, but it's also about um, the ability to come together and play as a unit. Um, one of the big issues with this team holistically this year has been that um, somebody is making a mistake, you know, and causing difficulty. So all of that, by the way, is me of asking: At what point do we kind of stop this experiment of Bakhtiari coming back and leaving and coming back in and then not playing? And you know, last week not being able to come in. Um, would it almost be better long-term for this Packers team at this point to shut down David until they're absolutely sure he's going to be able to play consistently? Is that even an option at this point? Because I thought the unit played really well last week. You're going to hit your bumps in the road with a rookie left tackle. or uh, But, you know, long-term, does that make the team better? I just, I don't know. It's a hard question to ask, but it, it's worth asking at this point because the offensive line has looked considerably worse this year um, with some of the other iterations we've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. I think that's something they do in the offseason. Honestly, um, the, I, I expect David Bakhtiari to be cut after the yeah. end of the season. No matter what happens the rest of the season, I, I don't. I think this is his last season as a Green Bay Packer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that's, yeah, that's the way honest. it is. Uh, I, I don't know, Dean. I, I just it sounds great in theory to say, well, we shut him down for three more weeks and then he's good to go. But we've seen this back and forth. He's literally day to day. It's, it's a chronic knee issue. That's just what it is. Like, you know, and so, I mean, if he's good to play, I I have a hard time saying we're not going to play him. He's looked good when he's been out there. Uh, So I, 
I, I respect the question. I, I don't think so, though. I, just my opinion, and, and you might disagree with me. I, I get the idea of having continuity, uh, but look, this team is better if David Bakhtiar is out there. If he's healthy enough to play on Sunday, you're going to play him at left tackle um, and ride this out as long as it goes. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's that I I think next year um, they'll move on, uh, but. Yeah. And, and then you're gonna you're gonna get the continuity, and you're gonna go with a younger group, and you know. But we'll know going into it that's what we're doing, and this isn't helping to have this back and forth clearly. But I think at this point, what the Packers uh, coaching staff did is they bit the bullet, and they made the change, a permanent change of moving Yash Nyman to right tackle. They moved Alton Jenkins back to left guard. They didn't make those changes without really considering they didn't obviously they didn't want to do that until they knew David was good and unfortunately the week they made the change all of a sudden David's knee wasn't up yeah so so like I don't see them you know going back to what they were doing before I think they've committed to this and if David can play great if he can't you know what? We got some good performance from Zach Tom. Hopefully he's able to keep it up. Got a lot of faith in him. Uh but he's Still not David Bakhtiar in terms of a track record and, and what he's done out there. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think it's just a luxury is the way we should look at it. If David's able to play uh, on a given Sunday, and and if he can't, um, it, the plan looks to be that it'll be Zach Tom filling in at left tackle moving forward. Wags uh, Lee eighty six asked about uh, the contract details. What happens if he's cut? That'll be for a different day, Lee. Uh, we'll have to look at that down the road. Probably in the off season, we'll be talking an awful lot about it. Um, but um, I think this week, Wags, with the offensive line running game, you mentioned the need to run the ball. Um, is this a week? Uh, AJ Jalen hasn't looked like the same guy this year. Uh, but frankly. Nobody's really looked like the same guy uh, from from the, a year ago to this year, even though it's a lot of the same faces uh, on the team. Um, but is this a week where Aaron Jones um, gets the lion's share? I mean, we talk about it week in, week out. It's maddening. But I did think last week, um, you know, Jones at least got some touches. Um, it wasn't exactly how I would have liked it all, but um, he was able to get some touches. I'm hopeful that the Packers continue to kind of ride the Aaron Jones train, but I'm kind of curious to see how this works out out yeah um it, it's just been difficult to figure out a way to balance and get aj dylan in rhythm uh, mm-hmm. but that's not my number one priority right now if i'm the packers coaches uh, so we've been talking about this for weeks number one priority is to get aaron jones going as you just said and so i, I unfortunately if aj dylan's a little bit of of a you know, a victim of the circumstances, if you will. That's just what it's going to have to be. Uh, game flow is going to dictate this too. Uh, the Packers have been playing from behind in the second half. A.J. Dillon has been the hammer uh, when the Packers have been ahead the last couple of seasons late in the game. And he's gotten a lot of his work in those situations, and those opportunities have been few and far between this season. So I, I think it's it's – you know, I don't think it's necessarily that AJ himself is doing anything wrong. I I would have liked to see his ability to convert on some of these third or fourth and shorts that we've been passing the ball um, right. in in the last few weeks. But 
you know, that notwithstanding, um, unfortunately, uh, as much as it hurts me to say this, I, I've got to advocate for if it means AJ, uh, Aaron Jones is getting more touches, A.J. Dillon might have to settle for, for a few less um, because uh, it, right now the cure to this Packer offense has to be Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, getting the ball as much as possible. Um, so we'll see what happens. Aaron Jones obviously got very involved in the pass game last week. Didn't get a lot of carries as a runner, uh, but 17 touches. I, I mean, that's getting closer to what I'd like to see from him every week. Uh, so I, I don't have a ton of complaints I, I, with the number of plays that the Packers actually had. Um, if they can get to 60 plus plays, I'd like to see Aaron Jones getting 20 touches. Um, and so let's figure out a way to make that happen first and foremost. Um, so, I, I don't know how to answer the question. Right. It's hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just got to be like, that's got to be, I'm sorry, fortunately for AJ Dillon, it's like the fourth priority as far as mm-hmm. trying to fix this offense right now. Uh, but Dane, I do have a question for you. Um, we have been hitting our head against a brick wall of trying to get this vertical pass game <laughs> going. Um, I saw a, a comment in the chat here, Bob Tunyon, uh, two weeks ago, guy had his best uh, game of his career in terms of the number of receptions in a single game. Last week wasn't quite as involved, but I think he ended up with four catches last week. So um, that's not a bad day at the office for Bob Tunyon. Uh, but um, it, I'm not sure if he might be a little bit more involved as well, just as a pressure release, yes. uh, particularly if the Bills pass rush is able to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So I think A.J. Dillon, uh, or I'm sorry, Aaron Jones and Bob Tunyon might be two guys that the Packers and, and Aaron Jones are going to uh, be looking at if things break down. Um, but mm-hmm. I also want to ask you if Christian Watson is able to come back this week. We could be lining up Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs uh, on the outside and Sammy Watkins. Um, so those could be uh, our three wide receivers in a lot of the sets that we roll out there this week. Um, yeah. We haven't been able to get a vertical passing game going. Um, could this speed. be the week that, yeah, it, could this be the week with some additional feet speed out there on the field uh, that um, we are able to take some chances and actually connect uh, on a few of those with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson? Well, it's 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 a hell of a different look, right? It's it's a different look than we've had to have those three out there potentially at the same time. Um, the first things first, be extremely nice to see Christian Watson run some wide receiver routes, and I'm hopeful that if he's able to get out there, um, I'm fine with a little bit of motion at the line. That's 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 a, that's a fine and dandy look, but this is such a fast defense that they're going to be playing that if we're trying to go side to side against them, I fear that we're we're in for a, a huge huge um, wake up call. It's not going to be rest for success. Um, but if we can see Watson get out there and um, and seen some comments in the in the in the chat, um, you know, about quick slants and, and kind of doing some crossing routes. The Packers defense has gotten gutted sometimes in crossing routes this year. I'd love for the Packers to try to do uh, the same against uh, a, t- a fast team like this. I, I look at somebody like an Edward uh, Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, middle linebacker for the Bills Wags. Um, he's a really fine inside linebacker, but he's also kind of a heavier plotting guy. He's a two hundred. 150 pound dude. He's big. He's rangy. He's a classic inside linebacker. But um, you know, if if the Bills are trying to pass off 
receivers and, and Edmonds is in the middle of the field. I see a scenario where if it's Tunyon, if it's a Christian Watson, it's a Romeo Dobbs, um, certainly I think that we can maybe have some success in some of these crossing routes. Um, but also, you mentioned, Wags, the play action. If the Packers are able to utilize that a little bit more with the speed these three receivers have, if the Packers put a little bit more faith in a Christian Watson um, to, to run some of these streak routes, some of these other routes, they could find some success deep um, this week with, with these receivers. But all of that said, Aaron Rodgers needs to be able to make the throws, and that's something we've had a lot of problems with um, this year. I'm not sure if it's all thumb-related or not, but his accuracy in the deep ball hasn't been there. If we can connect on one or two, it's amazing in the game of football how quickly momentum can seem to gain um, with a couple shots, a little bit of confidence. Right now, I think this Packers offense is not playing with a high level of confidence, but if we're able to get something going, um, you never know what can happen from there. So I do like the possibility of having three speedsters out there this week. Yeah, look at us, Dane. I'm smiling because um, as bleak as things have been offensively, we're, we're talking ourselves we're talking into an optimistic game plan. So run the ball, stick with it, you know, play action, yeah, misdirection over the middle, um, a, a little help from the guys in the chat. Uh, heck, we've got, we've got it. We're doing it, guys. <laughs> um <laughs> Dane, I, I do want to ask you, uh, you know, it, it, so much attention has been on this past game and the timing and, and certainly just being able to get things going and, and getting on the same page. We haven't even talked about the quarterback. Um, so uh, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. What, what do you make of his comments both after the game last week um, and then, you know, everybody's just – all over everything Aaron says, as, as usual. But, um, you know, that they need to cut down on the mental errors. Like, I, I have to be honest, personally, I don't disagree with the, what he's saying. I'm a little bit surprised that he's going out so publicly and saying it. Is is that a sign of a guy that at his wit's end and he's just like, everything else I've been trying to do That's what I think. Work, yes. <laughs> and so I'm just going to do this and see if guys respond. Yeah. Uh, but Dane, you tell me. What, what, I do. What, what do you sp- what do you, you hit on the head. You, yeah, yeah you, you hit it on the head. You, you yeah. said it. I mean, like, for him to say, like, I think guys that are making mistakes shouldn't be out there, or what I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, he basically said, you know, some guys maybe shouldn't be out there if they're, if they're making these mistakes. I mean, I promise you, the guys in the film room, they know who he's talking about. Right, I mean this. This is not a uh, a very um, uh, it's not very veiled. I think it's pretty clear, and maybe the average fan doesn't. But um, I promise you, inside the locker room, those guys know what's going on here. So um, I think that um, probably behind closed doors, there's been a lot of conversation uh, about what to do. And at this point, Rogers is trying to just you know nothing else has worked. Let's see if this sticks, um, and and let's see if this message gets across to some of these guys. So um, I take it r- roughly a value. I think he's frustrated. Um, he he's, he's, has a certain expectation of how the game's supposed to be played. It served him extremely well in his career. Packers have won a Super Bowl uh, based on that work ethic and that, um, that knowledge of the game and that meticulous attitude. And perhaps he's trying to set the tone with some of these guys that it needs to be at a different level than it's been so far this year. Yeah, and it starts with the players, but is this a little bit of message to the coaching staff in front office as well? Yeah. Because oh, I, accountability, clearly, yeah. we've been talking about it. Where's the urgency? Where's the accountability? And unfortunately, uh, that was the tone that we came into the season with, with a lack of urgency and accountability. Yes. And it's going again this week. 
because it looks like, uh, based on Coach Bisaccia's, uh presser today, Amari Rogers is still going to be returning punts. Uh, so um, we can talk about that in a second. But uh, I think, you know, here's the thing. Everybody thinks that, you know, these guys are in the locker room with hurt feelings, sitting in a circle, singing Kumbaya. I can promise you that every single NFL player, and, you know, I'm not saying that there's not some insensitivity out there. I I totally get it. Um, and, And that they're not supporting each other as teammates. But they know who's doing the job and who isn't. Yes. And every, you know, from the guy that's number 53 on the roster and even some of the guys that have better job security that don't have to worry about making one mistake. This is a cutthroat business. If you go out there and you make a couple mistakes, some of these guys, they'll get cut the next week. So they know they're working their butts off to try to stick and make their uh, NFL dream a permanent reality for as long as they possibly can. And meanwhile, we've got other guys out there that are just making the same mistakes over and over again. Where's the accountability? That's right. not helping anything. That makes team morale worse. So I can promise you, just like you said, Dane, that yeah. even though it might seem like um, Aaron is really getting after his teammates and being a bad teammate. I bet the majority of the guys in the locker room are, are probably behind him for saying that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd like it to be in, 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 in kept in inside uh, closed doors, if you will. But um, unfortunately, I think uh, it got it's gotten to the point where yeah. Aaron really felt like he needed to speak out. I like it. Yeah, I like the fire. I mean, you know, he cares. Let's be real. He he didn't come back this year to to you know um, lose a bunch of football games. He's trying to win football games. He's trying to do everything he can to get this team above water. I promise you, that's what he's doing right now. And 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 I, and I also think he knows he. Is- has not been, uh, you know, he's subpar. These are not his standards for how he's played either. So I know there's frustration there, but he'll take accountability there as well. I I, I love that he said it. I think it was a good leadership move, uh, frankly, to put it out there and do it the way he did it. Yeah, it's almost like, you, I will say this. Whenever folks get down on Aaron and start second guessing him or the team, he usually responds. I don't know if it'll happen. I said it last week. I don't know if it'll happen. Maybe he's at a stage of his career where he no longer has that ability to respond and and bring his level of play up to the incredible level that we know he's been capable of playing at. Uh, But I I don't know. This is interesting. This scenario reminds me so much of last year when we went to Arizona and granted mm-hmm. her team overall was playing better last year at that point in the season than they have been this year. But uh, just no one really thought they had any chance of winning odds were stacked against them. And they went out and figure it out a way. And I thought Aaron was really locked in mm-hmm. and he really um, was connected to a lot of guys that, frankly, had never been out on the field, um, and, and they were put into a situation where they had to go out and play basically the whole game. So um, could we see that again starting this week? Uh, that would be great to see. It still might not be enough for the Packers mm-hmm. to somehow pull off a miracle and, and win at Buffalo, uh, but I think uh, at least it might be something that could get this season turned around, uh, and that would be nice to see for sure. Um, Dan. 
We are now on minute 46. I mm-hmm. mentioned Amari Rogers. I think we should really quickly talk special teams. We don't necessarily always devote a whole segment in these previews, but um, I really want to get your take. Um, go ahead. You know, Ben said accountable, right? Rogers said accountable. I mean, who, who, who's more, more, um, you know, forward facing than Amari Rogers. He's had five fumbles in his career. He's putting the ball on the ground. I have no trust in him anymore. And uh, I I say it every week. I don't like calling for a guy's job, but um, this is a performance-based league. And unfortunately, he has not been able to perform over a year plus in this role. And he's not bringing anything else offensively that we've seen that's discernible. And it's harsh. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's a reality. I think the Packers need to replace Amari Rodgers because I'm just sure it's going to continue to happen, and it just takes the air out of the team's sails every single time a mistake happens. It's time Amari Rodgers shouldn't, shouldn't be, even be on the team anymore. Yeah, are you – I mean, what's going on, Dane, for real? I don't know. They haven't, they haven't even signed someone to the practice squad. I don't um, get it. That could, poten- that could potentially get some looks. Like, I, it, it, it just – so puzzling. I mean, I think, you know, we're not expecting them to go out and, and pull a, a trade for, you know, a world-class punt returner. But, I mean, my goodness, what is Goody doing? Like, he he has usually been very aggressive with updating the roster throughout the season. And front office has been extremely quiet so far this season. Um, so I don't know what that says. But, um, you know, even if you're not going to replace Amari Rogers right away, uh, why are they not bringing some some guys in for workouts, signing someone to the practice squad, giving them a long look, and then maybe in the next week or two you're, you're in a better position to, to pull that trigger and make that change. Is it draft capital? Is it is it Goody being a, you know afraid to admit a mistake? Because, I mean, I remember well, a couple of years ago Darius Shepard got cut, uh, punt returner. He fumbled once. And they cut him. He was the undrafted kid out of North Dakota State that I thought looked really good in camp, right? And he got cut, and that was it. Um, and went to the practice squad, had a cup of coffee, and, you know, he was gone. And, you know, Amari Rogers seemed to have nine lives so far. And I just I don't quite understand it other than maybe the draft capital, the Packers are sticking around. But even to your point, why not get a guy on the practice squad, call him up for a week or two and try to get this thing settled a little bit. But the Packers seem to be completely dead set on sticking with Amari Rogers. But I truly, truly do not understand at this point what the case may be for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, there's nothing much else to say, I guess. Uh, so, Dane, uh, let's get into our X-Factor predictions yes. and score predictions. Um, of course, this segment every week is brought to you by Leap Spirits. Um, Leap Spirits uh, has Leap Vodka as well as Leap and Lemonade. And, of course, uh, you can find Leap Spirits anywhere in Wisconsin. Go to LeapSpirits.com, click on Find Leap vodka to find it in a retail store or a restaurant near you. So, Dane, I'm going to let you lead off this week. Um, who do you have as the first guy that jumps out to you as an X-Factor? Uh, how about this, Wags? Aaron Rodgers is my offensive X-Factor. My wow. Leaf Spirits offensive X-Factor of the week. If we get Aaron Rodgers back on track, we're winning the football game. We're going to figure it out because you said it. Rodgers, with his back against the wall, figures it out for this team. He has not played up to his standards this year. Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, is my Leap Spirits offensive X-Factor for this week. 
Yeah, I, I, I will certainly allow it the way that this season has been going. Uh, I, I I can't even disagree with you at all. <laughs> Dane, I'm I, I'm going to go with uh, Romeo Dobbs. I, I, he's been quiet the last couple of weeks, and I think uh, perhaps with uh, another week of practice for Sammy Watkins, and I think we're going to get Christian Watson back this week. That just puts a lot more size and physicality and speed on the field with Romeo Dobbs. And so even though uh, it's going to hurt not to have Alan Lazard out there, um, I, I really like knowing that he's probably not going to be out there all week. Gets an extended time. Last time we saw yeah. Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Rodgers knew that they were going to have to work together quite a bit. Romeo Dobbs had the best game of his young career. And so I think this is a week where we could see some similar production and that he might be able to uh, give the Packers a little bit of life in this passing offense. As crazy as it is to say against what might be the best team in the NFL, um, I'm going to go with the young rookie, Romeo Dobbs. And I think this is a week that we finally get uh, Aaron Rodgers to get in sync um, uh, against some of these um, uh, young receivers. So, Dane, on the defensive side of the ball, who who are you looking at there? Yeah, um, good question. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with another big-name player. My uh, Leap Spirits X Factor on the defensive side is going to be Jair Alexander. Can he stop Stefan Diggs? Can he can he step and do the things that he needs to do uh, against a world class wide receiver? We trust Jair Alexander. We well, I completely believe in everything this year they've been able to do with him in the last few weeks. Even though the scoreboard hasn't ended up the Packers' favor, uh, I think Jair Alexander deserves as much responsibility. He's earned it over the course of his career. He's my X factor on defense, Wags. Leap Spirits X factor um, because if he can shut down Diggs, we can we can spend a lot more attention on player like Josh Allen who's going to need all the attention we can give him yeah I think that's a great great call out and I'm going to stick with a guy that uh, we mentioned and talked about a little bit earlier uh, and that's going to be Kingsley JJ Enigbari yeah I, I think I think if he can get in there and continue to make some impact in, in the snaps that he's able to get uh, that could be significant for this Packer defense, as we said, Josh Allen has been protected better than any quarterback in the NFL to this point this season. Um, so, you know, the headliners obviously are Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the outside. Maybe, as you said, Quay Walker uh, gets unleashed and, and gets uh, uh, called on to, to rush after Josh Allen a little bit. Uh, but um, I think a guy like Enigbari could quietly – um, help this defense quite a bit if he's able to make some impact plays in, in the reps that he's out there. Love it. No, Wags, I love that. I And and it's a good choice. I love the Enigbari shout. And I also love the costume ideas that David's got for us. Uh, he's saying, Wags, for you, you could be McCready from The Thing or Alan from The Hangover. I believe you've done that before, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and for me, um, Dawson from Dawson Creek uh, or Ferris Bueller. I like these. These are very good Halloween costumes, so we love it. Yeah, I've lost a bet and had to go as it. I'm in the world, but um, nonetheless, <laughs> I, I've heard that comparison before, so I will uh, humbly accept uh, and uh, go in that direction. But, Dane, um, score predictions. Yes. I, I, I am going to leave. 
I think we lost Wags here. Um, so we are, I'm going to wait for him to jump back on the podcast, folks. But feel free to throw in your score predictions if you have any at all. Throw them in the comments. We will read out any uh, score predictions you have. And Wags is back. Wags, we lost you for a second. Is that an ominous sign for what may come this week? Uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first on predictions? I, I mean, it is kind of ominous, isn't it? That's freaky. Yes. I, like, you know, we've had connection issues before, but I get completely cut off yeah. as I'm about to predict the Packers to lose, which I never do. Never. So, like, no, what, what does that tell you? Um, I think... What that is that actually a good sign? It's a sign. I'm with us, Dane. It's a sign. It. I'm flipping it. The yes. Unexpectedly, as the biggest underdog in Aaron Rodgers' career, yes, going to Buffalo Sunday night, get the comeback win, 27-24. Mason Crosby with yes. the game-winning yes. kick. I don't know why I'm predicting this, Dane. It makes no sense other than just. The spooky, spooky Halloween season thing that just happened. Um, I was about to predict a Packer loss. I get completely cut off. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think that that has a bigger sign. So Packers win 27-24. Don't worry, folks. I'm not going to start predicting losses now. Wags, I've got chills. I'm rubber stamping it. 24-23 Packers find a way. Let's get spooky season in Buffalo, baby. <laughs> All right. I know we're going to be eating those words, uh, but you know what? Let's have some fun. Let's with have it. some fun. There's, there's no, no, no expectations and there's no reason based on how the Packers have played for us to be taking these crazy predictions other than the fact that we are going to stand with this Packer team through thick yes. and thin. And that's just what we do here on Lombardi's legends. So um, folks, Thanks so much for joining us here this evening. This was a lot of so fun. So fun. So fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week on, on Monday to do a recap. And man, oh man, Dane, wouldn't that be quite something if yes. uh, if we're able to be correct and, and get this one pulled off. So um any closing thoughts here before we sign off? Predictions in the board, 2623 in the comments. So let's do it, man. How about it? Let's will ourselves to victory. Um, I'm ready for some Packer football, Sunday night football, national TV spotlight. Let's shock the NFL world. Aaron Rodgers, go have a day. Absolutely. As always, be legendary and go Pack. Go Pack, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.